All right, welcome back to Kids Talk. Uh, we're moving into episode five here, and uh, my name's Josh, and I'm the host of Kids Talk, and I'm joined today by two very motivated and knowledgeable people talk, that will be talking about our topic. First of all, we've got Matilda. Hello. And we've also got Anella. Hello. All right, so these guys are in today to talk about a very important subject and going into the future something that's going to have a big impact on us all and that is pollution so basically girls you're here to give some advice tell some stories from your own uh lives and uh help kids make a positive impact as far as pollution is concerned but my first question is maybe for you anella why shouldn't I pollute? Why shouldn't I, little? Isn't it isn't it okay for me just to chuck things out my window and just get chemicals and pour them into the ocean? Like, why should I not do that? Well, um, it can stop us kids from playing outside more often because the air might not be as fresh and wonderful to play out in, and. A lot of animals are affected by the pollution in the ocean. Oh, oh right. So, so basically, it's gonna it's gonna affect kids and animals. Wow. Okay, that's two things that I think most people would care about. Now, Matilda, do you think that kids are aware of the pollution problem? Do kids know about the problem that is pollution? Um. Some kids might, but other kids might not recognise, like, what it's doing to the environment and how it's stopping them from, like, playing and having fresh air and how it's also, like, hurting, like, animals because they're, like, eating it or breathing it in. So you're here today to keep those kids who aren't aware and make them aware. That's your purpose? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. So... I guess you've got some stories from your own past and that you've experienced yourselves. So do you want to just tell us about those as far as pollution is concerned? Um, so Matilda, yeah. are you going to go first? Yeah. Okay. So one of them was when I was in uh, about year two, I was standing around some people and they were talking and one of them was eating and then they had the plastic wrapper and they threw it underneath on underneath the demountables on the floor and then when they pulled the demountables up a couple of years later there was just like full of rubbish everywhere and like just mainly just rubbish everywhere so you, you basically saw the impact of how littering can affect an area like in a small area like a confined space you actually saw that with your own eyes and what can actually happen when people just consistently keep littering yeah and it was like i didn't like it and i tried to stop them but they wouldn't listen and they kept going okay well i guess that's another reason why you're here today is to get that message across to kids that maybe in the past have ignored these messages or haven't heard them so an interesting story there and uh and look, I'm sure it wasn't a pretty sight. No, it wasn't. It was really dirty and gross and it smelled and there's like rubbish everywhere. And all the rubbish was flying out everywhere. 
So basically what you're saying is if we don't want to live in a dirty, smelly, gross environment, we probably should stop our littering, stop our polluting. Yeah, like you should like put your rubbish in the bin and like sort recycling like into one bin and rubbish into the other and don't just throw it out into the bush or somewhere. So the bush isn't a great place for it? Nope. Okay, interesting. Interesting thoughts. Okay, Anella. You've got some a story also. In Japan, um, I go there mostly well, every year. Um, when it's bin days in Australia, there's just a few bins. Recycle and just general rubbish. But in Japan, there's quite a lot of different bins, including glass bottles, unfinished, unfinished drinks, cans, plastic bottles, plastic, other general and paper. And also bottle top. So what you're saying, I guess, there in Allah is that it's possible for us to actually sort out our rubbish and our refuse in a bit of a more orderly fashion, which might actually lead to the recycling of more products. Yeah. So in Japan, that's what they do. Yeah. So do you have any idea about what they use all that stuff for? What Anything that they make from the recycling? Probably just like Australia, like bottles, recycling glass bottles and... Yep, so a similar thing but obviously in a bigger scale and they've actually got more people than us so there's no real excuse for us to say, oh, we can't, you know, we've got too many people. They've got far more people in Japan than us so it's an interesting take there that you, you actually brought in a picture, obviously we can't see that but a picture of a, a service station... And in that picture is about 10 bins lined up and uh, and they've all got different labels on them and telling people all the different things that they can recycle. So they're obviously ahead of the game a bit there as far as uh, recycling goes. So we've got a ways to go. We're obviously making steps in the right direction, I think, with our recycling plans at the moment. But, yeah, look, it's great to be able to aim higher. So you would suggest that we that we do that? Yeah. In Japan, it's also very confusing. Because you gotta take the plastic and the label off the plastic bottle, then take the cap off and put it in all separate bins. Right, so it takes a bit more time. Do you reckon us Australians, with our laid back manner and our, our way of just kind of trying to keep things simple, we would uh, go to that sort of effort? Mm, yeah, maybe if everyone was trying a bit harder. That's a good point. I think trying harder. I think that's generally a uh, a good concept and I think something that we all need to consider. And if it's put in place, it's definitely something that we should do. Now, over in the eastern states, I actually had an uh, experience where they, they did, uh, I think it was the, the, the food waste, was a separate bin for food waste and regular waste and recycling. And I'm not exactly sure what, what happened to the food waste, but I know they had three separate bins, one for food waste, one for recycling and one for uh, regular waste. So in WA, we live in Western Australia. In WA, I guess we got, you know, we got a little ways to go. All right, we're just going to take a break from that excellent and informative content about pollution and uh, we're going to welcome our next story time with Paige. Um, once I was um, going to Bali with my family and... We got to the airport and we were 
went on the plane and at the end the lady asked for the passports and my mum and dad were searching everywhere for them and that it wasn't there so my dad um said we had left them in Perth and um they he asked if we could ask uh, get someone to go back and get them but um they said we would have to go back and get them ourselves on another flight the next day so we had to stay in Bali in a restaurant or cafe and all we got to eat was Pringles and there was a security guard watching us all night and it was just horrible. Now, you were talked earlier about it affecting animals. Do you have any further information as far as that, that goes? Um, yeah, like on like animals under the sea, if you have like plastic bags that it like blows into the water and then animals like they eat it like turtles that think it's plastic bags of jellyfish and eat it and choke. Yes. And then like some ships they throw nets overboard but they've got like they forget like they don't tie a rope onto it and then they can't pull it back in and animals get caught in it mm. and then they die because they can't do anything. Yep. So I guess with the, the plastic bags, I actually saw a picture of a plastic bag like in a jar, glass jar, and then an actual jellyfish in a glass jar, and it says, can you pick, if you were a turtle, would you be able to pick the difference? And they almost looked identical in the water. They almost looked exactly the same in that. You, as a turtle, as turtles, they eat those, so they would just be like, bang, go after those. So definitely important to keep plastic bags to a minimum and if you are to make sure they don't blow into the ocean i think that's a definitely important thing and i think some businesses some companies are actually phasing out plastic bags like um, some of the shopping centers and stuff so i think that's a good thing now anella you have another interesting story regarding animals and pollution if anyone has like um watched the movie happy feet I think most of us have. Classic movie. Yeah. Um, there's that um, character called, like, Lovelace. Ah, he's a funny guy, isn't he? Yeah. Yep. And he, if you might have noticed, he has a um, can holder around his neck. Like a six-pack holder, isn't it? A plastic, yeah, that holds cans together. Yep. Yeah. And you can see... Throughout the movie, sometimes you can see him suffering a bit from it. And obviously he might have, like, not seen it or gone in it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And I think they're not making them anymore. Those six-pack holder things. I haven't seen them, actually, yeah. in recent times. That's actually a, probably a good point. Now, yeah, he definitely suffers in that, and obviously that's a good example that kids would have seen before of an animal affected by litter, affected by rubbish, and he's had that cord on his neck, and as an animal, they don't really know how to get that sort of thing off. They don't have a pair of scissors. He's going to snip it off and everything's going to be all right. Now, that doesn't generally happen in the animal kingdom, so another reason, just an obvious one, and if you have seen the movie Happy Feet, and I think, like I said, most people probably have, then definitely uh, you can see how an animal would be affected by that and uh, 
and it's not easy for them to to get away with that. So I guess moving forward, what would you say, and we've talked about some of the things definitely that we can do. Do you have any advice for kids, right, that, that they could do in their local area to make a difference, to make an impact as far as pollution and rubbish and litter goes? Any advice for kids out there? I do, like... First of all, like, you could, like, organise something, like, once every week or something to just go out, like, into the local park or something and pick up all the rubbish there and put it into a bin and, like, sort the recyclings out and, like, everything. And possibly with the recyclings you could make something new. Very good. So head out into your local area, clean up, use those things if you can, or if not, put them in the recycling bin. And Nella, have you got any hints or tips for your... Kids. Well, I'd probably just say stick to the rubbish bins. It's probably a lot better for the environment and it could help future. So if you stick to the bins, you might be able to think, yay, I help the future. So in your mind, you can give yourself a little congratulatory um, pat on the back and saying, well, I'm keeping the future, making the future a brighter place for not only yourselves, but obviously future generations and look as we move through this world and our population grows in the world it's going to become more and more of an issue and it's something that we all need to be aware of so obviously you guys i really appreciate you guys coming on and making other kids aware of it because at the end of the day you kids are going to grow up you're going to become the adults you're going to start making the decisions about what happens as far as this earth is concerned and being aware and having knowledge is a very important thing. So, look, guys, I think it's a, it's been a very good podcast, a little bit a different podcast than the maybe the previous ones we've had, which is good. And uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Any final statement? Um, so, maybe reuse... Recycle, reuse, recycle, and the other one. And the other one. Good work, guys. Reuse, recycle. All right, all right. Thanks, guys. I'll see you later.